Hey, welcome back to our podcast, Rhythms of Grace. I am here with Sung Kim, the lead pastor of Grace Church, and uh, we are talking all about rhythms. We've covered a lot of ground, but uh, today, in this episode, we get to talk about most people's favorite season, I would guess, at least living in Michigan. Most people's favorite season, uh, which is summer. Which seems like an eternity away, because by the time this episode airs, it'll be like middle of December. Right, <laughs> right. We will all be longing for just even a glimpse, a glimpse of summer. Yeah, and so summer, as you know, is just filled with play and rest and, and holidays and, and festivals and light uh, and I think just spiritually, that that is also a season where you just find like just utter sheer delight in God and like life's misery. You have this like almost reprieve from it for a while and and any kind of darkness or loss or grief that you've gone through seems like a distant memory. So have you have you ever experienced what you would maybe describe as a season of summer in your own life, a spiritual summer? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for myself and, and for some of our listeners, uh, the first summer was actually when I came to Christ. I, I grew up in church all my life. My dad was a pastor, uh, but I actually didn't surrender my life to Christ until my freshman year in college. And so during my senior year, I was pretty rebellious uh, against, against God, against church, against my parents. Freshman year, I come and uh, um, I, I just, radical conversion. I, I mean, I go from just emptiness and rebellion to just being filled with God's presence. And, and I do remember, like, you know, they talk about the joy of the Lord. Um, I, I remember this really sustained season of just uh, of feeling that joy. I, I remember walking out of a final exam my first semester in college, which, by the way, I did terribly because I flunked two classes. I didn't study. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> and yet in the middle of that first semester, I became a Christian. And I remember walking out of, uh, out of my f- chemistry final exam um, just feeling like I did terribly. Uh, and I walked out of there, and I literally, its pro- this is probably really hard for people who know me now to imagine, but I literally skipped back to my dorm room because... Like literally <laughs> skipped? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> because the joy that was just bubbling up inside, I was like, yeah, I, I may have bombed that final exam, but oh my goodness, God found me. And it, it like circumstance could not bring me down. It's great to hear you describe a, a spiritual summer like that. I mean, I didn't really have a dramatic conversion. I, I've kind of been, I was raised in a Christian home, kind of have known and pursued God for most of my life. So it's a little harder for me to think of a spiritual season of summer, but I have had times where, um, like when we first were a part of a church planting team in Detroit, where you just kind of woke up and like, you were just ready to go. You just felt just sort of like this life kind of, bubbling up inside of you and everything felt easy. Yeah. I w- I was I loved to open the Bible. You know, I loved to practice my guitar and play worship songs. I loved getting together. Everything was just just felt like it was firing on all cylinders. And honestly, that's what the the actual physical summer on the farm feels like as well. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's not a hard thing for my wife and I to get up before five o'clock and the sun is up. Like we hit the ground running and we can work well after dinner. There's tons of sunlight. Everything just kind of feels 
easy, right? Like things flow, basically what you're saying, right? And, yeah. and so I think in our fruit of the spirit comes pretty easily. You know, joy, it, it's really natural. Light is shining everywhere and you have tons of energy to spare. And, and like you, I, I remember that first, maybe that whole first year when I was in this honeymoon summer, um, I, I mean, I could not get enough of reading scripture. M- me and my roommates and my friends, we would literally have like all night prayer meetings where we, like yes. three or four of us would be in the dorm, yes. like laid out flat on the ground. And we would literally pray all night. Like some people here, they go like, man, that's just crazy. But that, that was like my first summer. Yeah. You know, but the thing is like love. Uh, where, you know, that first date you have with the person who is now your spouse, you know, like you get all these uh, emotional, like tingly feelings. And, and then, you know, for us, it's 20 years later. It's a different kind of experience. And that doesn't mean love is gone, but it just means it, it's grown deeper and, and there's a deeper, like a, a, a greater appreciation. And so I would say, even though that first summer, and that's not everybody's experience, like my wife, like you, just grew up in a Christian home and didn't have that kind of Saul to Paul conversion experience. But I, I think uh, all ensuing summers, and, and even the your current or your last summer, uh, just because you don't have these really high highs, uh, doesn't mean that th- that's not a season of uh, of summer because in that time you know uh, f- uh, your character is growing and, and you just have this deeper enjoyment. Maybe it's with uh, with your uh, of your spouse and your family and your kids or your friends, but th- that's what summer I- is characterized by. Yeah, our experience on the farm is exactly that. The first summers we were there. Um, we got a ton of things done. We did. We had a ton of energy. You know, we had just bought it, and, and we just wanted to get everything done all at once. And so we were a little bit scattered, a little bit, you know, frenetic in just in terms of our energies. And if I think to this last summer, which it would be our seventh summer on the farm, I believe, our pace was much more measured, but we got way more important. It really, this summer really felt like we made significant progress we were doing things that we knew we would see the fruits of. That's because you were stuck at home all yeah, summer. That's right. That helped. Quarantine <laughs> helped a ton. Uh, but really feeling like we did things that we knew we would reap the benefits of for years to come. Whereas our first couple summers, it was just like, we're trying everything, you know, put this in the ground, like tear up that, you know, tear that barn down. Like that was literally our first couple summers. Yeah. So when I think of summer, both uh, physically and spiritually, two words come to mind. The first word uh, let's talk about is the word unworried. Where when I think of physical summer, it's just a, a time where, you, uh, I mean, the grass seems greener, the sun seems brighter, and, and everything you do, like there's just a, a sense of confidence and, and a, a non-anxious presence about what you do. There's, there's just an enjoyment and a delight in all of that. And, and at the same time, like un- unworried, like that doesn't mean you're not doing anything. It's actually a season of like pretty intense activity. Like some people are traveling or vacationing. But the whole point is, like, it's just not a season where there's a lot of worry weighing you down. Yeah. I mean, everybody tackles a home project in summer. You know, there's... there's Not me. Not (laughs) except for some. (laughs) I mean, so there is lots of work to be done. But one of the things I I feel about summer is that with long days and and the months feel longer, it feels like there's space. So even though there's a lot of work, you don't necessarily feel like, ah, you know, in winter, it's like, I got to get this done before the snow flies. Or in fall, it's like winter's coming. Uh, and, and summer feels like there's some space to engage in those things. Yeah. And, and you know, if you're in a season of summer and, and you're entering into this unworried season, 
I, I would just say just start something new. Uh, attempt something grand, not to prove anything, not to like pat yourself on the back, but just this this is that time uh, of space and light. Uh, it, it's a season of intensity, uh, intense a- activity, but, but again, lean into that. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's so good because, again, a g- farm analogy – Pretty much in summer, anything you put in the ground is going to grow. <laughs> y- you can just reap the benefits of sort of the atmosphere that's around you. And I think the same can be true spiritually. Yeah. If you want to put a new practice into place, if you want to uh, engage in, in a deeper relationship, you can begin to sow those seeds. And just by nature of the circumstances of summer, they will grow. Yeah. So that's the first word, unworried. The second word is unhurried. You know, when you think of summer... I really like how you made those two words almost like rhyme. That was really good. I know, right? I know. <laughs> you can tell I'm a preacher. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, like, uh, while summer is a season of intense activity, it's also a season where you just lay in the hammock and just take an afternoon nap. Mm. A- and I think so often our lives are just so filled with hurry. A- and this is just a reminder, like, God never hurries. Mm. He doesn't hurry when he's working on you. He, he doesn't hurry when he's work, you know, accomplishing his purpose in the world. And yet, like our, I mean, I'll speak for myself, my life, like even when, I, like uh, my wife, I've gotten a lot better, but uh, you know how great my driving is, right? Oh my gosh. I've been in the passenger seat. It's terrifying. I'm just going to tell you straight <laughs> up. Now, I think. Did I, you grow up in New York? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I think I'm a good driver. Right, but I also read that ninety-three percent of people think that they are above-average drivers. Oh man, it's not—it's not statistically possible. <laughs> yeah, and so there was a season, and I've gotten better since having kids, where where my wife and I would be in the car, and I'm, I'm driving, and I would just be speeding along, and she's like, "Sung, like we're gonna be early. There's no reason for you to drive so fast," yeah. and, and like. And that's so true, and I feel like that's so many of our lives. We're just, uh, you know, on this treadmill, go, 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 go. And sometimes we're kind of like, well, well, to what end? And what is this, a race and there's a prize? Mm -hmm. And there isn't. And so this is a season where, uh, again, the scripture of a passage where it says, be still and know that I'm God. Uh, The practice of stillness and silence um, where – God can rekindle and reawaken a sense of wonder and a sense of attention. Um, like I do a bad job paying attention to my body, to, to sometimes the, the people around me. And it's a time when, when you start to slow down, you actually pay greater attention to that. We talked a, a couple episodes back about winter and sort of the stillness and silence of winter. But it seems like you're talking about something different when, when we talk about the silence or, or being unhurried in yeah. summertime. I think that's the irony, right? W- winter, it's almost like this enforced silence or stillness, right? Like you can't go anywhere, uh, but that's really seldom uh, restful, right? It, it's actually mm-hmm. really tedious. It's really hard. It's, there's a lot of toil and labor involved. I think the rest when it comes to summer it is both active and restful. It, it, it's just this gratitude 
uh, when God seems really visible, he seems really close and really available to you. And so it's just resting in that kind of place. Yeah, I guess part of what you're saying is that it's the difference between stillness that is forced on you and stillness that's a choice. Right. And in, and in winter, you don't necessarily have that choice. But in summer, I, I can feel I can feel how hard it can be to make that choice when there are so many opportunities. It kind of feels like, man, I could just keep, I could just keep going. And that feels like the power of making that choice is that it's so divergent in some ways from what else is going on, that there's a real richness there. Right. Yeah. So those are two words for summer. Uh, Let's talk about at least, uh, at least, at least one danger uh, of the season of summer. For an Irish farmer, sunburn is a (laughs) real, is a real, (laughs) is a real summer danger. So yeah. Tell me about sunburn. Uh, Just to say that there have been times especially early summer where I will like forget how intense the sunlight is. And if I don't wear a hat, I've literally had like blisters across the top of my scalp, <laughs> which is no good. I don't know if there's a spiritual analogy there, but it <laughs> has happened. Yeah. The one danger I thought of is dehydration. Uh, like one year, um, our family went down to Arizona. I had a, a, a pastor's thing out there. And so when, whenever I travel, if, if possible, uh, I love bringing my family along and, and we'll spend a day or two kind of just being a family together. So I remember this one time in Arizona where it's just 110 degrees. It, it's dry heat. Like it doesn't, it, it, it's, the, it, it's hot, but it, you don't actually sweat. Like when you go hiking or something. Or you don't know that you're sweating. Yeah, you don't know that yeah. you're sweating because because the heat is so dry. And what ends up happening, I remember after like the second day, all of our lips were just parched. Mm-hmm. And we didn't realize how dehydrated we were. A- and I think during the summer, uh, a similar thing can happen where you are so accustomed to God's bounty and God's proximity and God's blessings that you start to grow indifferent. Like, you don't even know uh, that, like, it's almost like you put yourself on cruise control and you become apathetic. Mm. And so I think that's one of the dangers during summer is dehydration spiritually, right? Where where, uh, scripture talks about, like, us thirsting and hungering for God and and how the word of God should, the Bible should be, like, like living water for our soul. And, and I think during the summer, it, it is, like you were saying, there's so many opportunities to, to connect and to, to celebrate that sometimes we, we forget to just uh, to nourish ourselves, to, to, uh, to be in the Word and to grow in, in that way. Yeah, when I think of the, I had, a, I had an experience with uh, dehydration, more sort of heat stroke once when I was cutting wood. And it was a hot day, and I was cutting wood, and I remember I had sent everybody up to the house with a load of cut wood and I was back just working by myself and it was a hot day and I was working the saw and all of a sudden, I don't know how to explain it, but it felt like I had an out of body experience Mm. where suddenly I was like looking down on myself and the only thought that was in my mind was if I don't get some water something horrible is going to happen. That was it. And all I don't even, all I remember doing was I took off all my clothes and I walked (laughs) into the pond, which was like a (laughs) hundred feet away. And when everybody came back up, they found me sitting in soaked in my (sighs) boxers, just like sitting on the edge of the pond. And they're like, what happened? And I'm like, I, I don't actually know what happened. I just know that I felt like I was going to die if I didn't get water and if I didn't get cool. And in summertime, we can push ourselves. In addition to complacency, we can push ourselves so hard that we aren't actually 
taking care of ourselves the way that we should. And in the same way with you and in Arizona, we often don't experience that until it's too late. We, right. we don't experience it until the need has become dire. And that, that can be one of the dangers of summer. Yeah. So again, the encouragement is to establish those rhythms, right? Try something new. Uh, this is not the time to kind of grow slack, but to really uh, gird up and uh, try to lean into uh, a regular practice of whatever it is, scripture, meditation, fasting, prayer. And uh, even choose rest and reflection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Journaling. I hate journaling. <laughs> <laughs> I go in spurts. They're short spurts. But I go in spurts. <laughs> Speaking of journaling, one time when I was in college, we went out, uh, I went on a, on a mission trip with our church to Africa. And, and one of the requirements was for us to journal every single day. Uh, so, uh, again, this goes this distaste for that practice goes way back. And so I remember uh, every day I, I'd get up and I would literally write down, like, the church that we visited. And, and that was my entire journal <laughs> entry. Just, like, the name of the church. <laughs> the name of the church. And so the at the end of, like, two months, I had, like, two, two pages of, uh, of journal entries. Oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, so uh, here's a challenge. I, I think I, I had to confirm with you before we recorded this episode, but summer, I, I think, is... is is, is a time where you gather what's called first fruits, yeah. which is very agricultural. But so tell me about that. Well, it's one of my favorite parts of summer is like when you get your first fresh produce. Mm. You know, all all winter we've been living off of like potatoes and carrots, you know, those root vegetables that last for a long time. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But there's there's nothing quite like produce that you've pulled yeah. right off the vine or right out of the ground. Yeah. So you know, rhubarb comes up first, and usually by May, we're able to enjoy that first thing. And then there's, like, berries and, you know, greens and things like that. But but first fruits is like, man, when you finally, finally get back into eating fresh fruit again, oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, so that whole word, the, the idea in the word first fruits is actually used in the Bible. And because it was an agricultural society, what they would say is, uh, whenever you gather your first fruits, you would dedicate your first fruits to God, meaning that although you, uh, it, it, part of this happened because through the sweat of your brow and the work of your hand, ultimately it's God that gave you that bounty and that abundance. And, and so the the whole idea, the challenge during summer is to give God your first fruits, give God your first and your best. And so that's best of your time, best of your energy, best of yourself. Um, and, and even I would say f finances, right? One of the things that my parents taught me, and, and I remember just like really, uh, maybe resisting the idea at first. I, I remember like the first time I got a job, um, my dad, my, my parents taught me this whole idea of first fruits. Hey, when, when, when you get your first paycheck, you give the entire paycheck to, to God, uh, through the local church. And back when I was like 16 years old, I was like, what? You know, you want, you want me to give all like, you know, $50? <laughs> I worked so hard. <laughs> I worked so hard. But, but that taught me so much of this whole idea. And, and you know, I, I do know like uh, some countries or some ethnicities, uh, churches uh, practice this. We, we have people here at Grace who, who, who have said like, oh, yeah, this, this is my first paycheck. And because of the first fruits, yep. I'm going to put this whole entire paycheck into the offering because this is my way of honoring God. Meaning that uh, although it's from the sweat of my brow, really the source is from God himself and, and just wanting to acknowledge and honor God through that. 
And so the challenge during the season is, man, give God your first and your best and just delight in, in the proximity and the closeness of God during the season. The Another thing that I think about when I think about the, a challenge for summer is around the issue of uh, not just first fruits, but also like generosity. Mm. In some ways, in summer, we often experience that we have, a, feel like we have additional time or energy or, you know, and to give those to God, but also to look for opportunities to give those to other people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, again, I think of like the bounty of a garden right. that you can that you can give away or, yep. you know, you may experience a time, I- a summer in your relationship where giving to your spouse or your kids feels easy. And whereas a request to whatever, take them on vacation or go on a date or might feel burdensome in winter in summer it feels easy and you can lean into that and and use sort of all of the the bounty that summer provides yeah that's good i mean i know our family has been the recipient of the bounty of your garden heck yeah (laughs) vegetables zucchini mostly (laughs) (laughs) most recently i i know my wife uh went went and hung out with your wife at the farm and they like pickled jalapenos oh yeah and she brought like jars of jalapenos And honestly, like all for all the, the for my daughter, my son, and my wife, like it's too too hot and spicy. Man, I love it. So I'm like, oh yeah, I get all these jars of jalapenos nice. to myself. Nice. And so again, I've been that recipient. And so that that it is. It's a season to kind of be generous, help a neighbor move, call up a friend, take them out to lunch, and, and just uh, be the agent of God's generosity to to the world around you. It's a good word, Sung. <laughs>